the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you a Christian leader, entrepreneur, or lifelong learner seeking to unlock your leadership potential? Dr. Derek Greer's Renaissance Leadership Network provides you with biblical principles and practical life lessons from top leaders, influencers, and experts across the world. It's time to remove limitations and start seeing world-class measurable results in your ministry, business, or otherwise. Go to rlnleadership.com and register for our next free monthly leadership session. That's rlnleadership.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah, live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello, this is the Live Big Broadcast. Today we will hear a classic message from Bishop Greer. We believe this word will bless you, so let's get into this classic teaching as we continue our previous broadcast. He said, listen, I'm going to tell you the good. I told you, listen, I, I've had some, I, man, I, I, I went to glory. I'll tell you the truth. I went there. I went to heaven. But let me also tell you, I haven't arrived. I press to take hold of that for which Christ has taken hold of me. I've not yet made it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Jesus. Don't get it twisted. He said, I'll boast about a man like that, a man caught up in the spirit, but I will, will, will not boast about myself except about my what? Weaknesses. Now, most of us have no problem with God using our strengths, but it's a little bit different when God asks, asks to use your weaknesses. See, my, my thing was, you know, I had a certain knack for talking and speaking. You know, it, it was a natural thing. So when God called me, I could, I could kind of understand Okay, you want me to do some talking? Okay, I think maybe I got that. He's like, no. See, my, my thought was, Lord, let me fly in the, to one place and I'll talk and then I'll leave. I'll fly to another place and talk and I'll leave. And I said, Lord, that I can handle. But he said, no, I'm going to make you a pastor. I said, oh, Jesus. Like, Lord, do you know about my temper? Lord, do you know about my impatience? Do you know that I, I, I could be a little crude sometime? Lord, you know I get cranky. Lord, Lord, you know I'm really not a people-people person. Now, I love people, but, Lord, I, 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 I don't... I, <laughs> but God didn't just call my strengths. He called my weaknesses. So I had to bring my weaknesses along with my strengths. And in the midst of my strength, I had to deal with weakness. And you think, why would God do that? Because he loved me too much not to. There's no room for the big head. There's no room for me to start thinking I'm all that. Because every day I got to deal with me. Every day I got to crucify my flesh. Every day I still got to deal with me. You hear me? He said, I'll boast. I will not boast about myself except about my weakness. Let me talk about Paul for a moment. 
In the book of Galatians, it says that Paul was zealous for the traditions of his fathers and that he surpassed all the peers of his age. The historians say that he was part of the Sanhedrin. Now, if you're part of the Sanhedrin, you had to have been married. Every member of the Sanhedrin was married. In fact, part of the tradition of the culture of his people, which he said he was zealous for, was that by the time you were in your mid-20s, you had to be married. So you need to know, you think you're going through some people talking about you because you're single. Jesus was 30. So he went through some things too. But if he was a member of the Sanhedrin and he was surpassing people of his age, he must have been married. So then the question is, what happened to his wife? Either she died or she left him. Now, if he was zealous for the traditions, now he was keeping the law and he was being a good Jew, a good Jewish man, particularly a member of the Sanhedrin, had a wife. So while he was running around persecuting Christians, believe me, he had a woman. But after he met Jesus, something must have happened. Either she left him because he kept talking about that Jesus, or she died. Now you think, here's this man, God knocks him off his horse. Light shines from heaven, and, 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 and man, and, and here's a powerful encounter. You would think he'd get up and just lay hands and fix everything. His wife left him. Apostle Paul. His wife died. You see, you, you can begin to celebrate people so much that you miss it. Paul was a person like each of us. Now, because he was a believer, I know he didn't leave his wife because he wouldn't contradict his own teaching. But he said, listen, if a woman wants to leave you because of your Lord, let her go. And he remained single for the cause of Christ. He said, even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool. Now, those guys are fools, basically. What they're saying is nonsense. But listen, if I tell my stories, I wouldn't be a fool because I'd only be speaking the truth. I would actually blow your mind. Now, all these folks are trying to blow their own trumpets. Listen, I have a whole brass band back there. I got some trumpets to be blown. I got some things that could be said. But, but he, he, he actually, even in his saying, you find him retreating and he's practicing what he preaches. He said, but I refrain. I don't, you know, hey, Bishop, you saw Jesus. That doesn't matter. What matters is the life I live, how I behave in your presence, how I love you or don't love you, how I accept you, how I redeem you. hear what I'm saying? Don't, don't walk in a place talking about, well, you know, uh, uh, I've seen visions, I've seen dreams, uh, and, and, and then live a life that, that's absolutely ridiculous. No, our life is measured by the life we live. He said, listen, guys, I, I refrain so that no one would think of me more than is warranted by what I do or say. I love this. The measure of our life is not our tongues. It's not our words, it's not our visions or our dreams. It's the life lived. And may you live a life that brings honor and glory to the king. And they said, because of these surpassingly great revelations, what does it mean to be surpassingly great? He didn't just say his revelations were great, they were what? Surpassingly great. He's saying, listen, my revelation surpassed every other person in my generation. You see, Apostle Peter and those guys, they got their revelation personally from Jesus. While he was walking the shores of Galilee, they saw the miracles. And, 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 and Jesus, you know, when, even when uh, uh, God showed Peter who Jesus was, the Father revealed that Jesus wasn't flesh and blood. But Jesus was there, and they were under Christ's anointing as all of that was happening. But Paul was not one of the disciples. He got his revelation apart from Jesus' physical presence on earth. And in those, it was the greatest thing. It was, it was phenomenal. 
for man to have such revelation apart from walking with Jesus. And many of us say, well, if I would, could have walked with Jesus, you know, I'd be further along. No, many of you would be further back. He said to Thomas, blessed are those who believe in, and, and haven't seen. So Paul was, 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 it was incredible. He said, I had surpassingly what? Great revelations, unequal. He said, therefore, now watch this. In order to keep me from becoming conceited, this is the problem with humanity. It's the disease of the big head. He said, listen, God gave me these great revelations, but with great revelations often come great thorns, great challenges. I know you didn't get an amen there, but that was was the place to do it. (laughs) He said, I was given a thorn in my flesh. See, when God starts to give you spiritual power, spiritual insight, you are at grave risk. You, you, are, you, you, you are in jeopardy. In fact, the stronger your gift from God, the greater jeopardy you're in. You know, I, 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 I don't know if you, I, don't, I don't feel like you're understanding. You know, people say to me, Bishop, I want what you have, and I want to say, do you really? Or I want what that, do you really? Do you know the cause? Now, he paid it all, but there was a process that I had to go through to get to the place that I could be personally safe with just this level of gifting. Do you hear what I'm saying? Paul received a gift from God, revelations from God. But with that gift came a thorn or circumstances that would keep him humble. He said, I was given a thorn in my flesh. Here's the paradox of divine uh, gifting. The more God gives you, the more God takes you up. Often the more he has to take you down. I was in, I'm not talking something I don't know. He was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of who? Satan to torment me. Some people say it was sickness and all that. I don't, I don't, I don't really buy that. That's not the way I read the scripture. But, but I want you to understand that scripture is clear. The devil was behind the torment. And by the way, the term used there is torment. Literally in the Greek, this term torment means to punch or to buffet, to hit, to strike on the face hardly and numerously. So he's saying, I saw these visions. I was caught up to heaven. I saw inexpressible things. And then God put me back in his body or put my body back on earth. And he said, take this message to the ends of the world. And you would think God would have just had me kind of fly and soar on, on a magic carpet and just talk to folk about the wonderful things I heard. No. They beat me. They stoned me, left me for dead. Every church I started, that there's argument about, am I really an apostle because I wasn't one of the original 12? Everywhere I go, it's hardship, and it's demonic in its origin. And you, you would think, though, because I'm seeing things, that, that life would be easier. But he's saying, no, that's not the case. Let's watch. He said, I was given a thorn in my flesh. But listen, it wasn't God hurting me. You have to understand, God's not the one hurting you. But God will put you through the process. I'm going to say something that may offend some. But bear with me, okay? It's just a personal opinion. It's okay. It's more on the, let me just say it and see how you, how you, how you handle it. I wanted to put my kids in Christian school. Um, you know, I started saving for my kids to, to go to college and the rest. As soon as they were born, I'm just that way. But the Lord wouldn't let me. It, 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 it wasn't right for my boys. Now, it may be right for your child, okay? So I'm not talking about your child. But for my boys, it's like, no. In fact, in our discussion I, 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 with the Lord, it was like, 
it's kind of like God was kind of reasoning with me in my mind. It's like, listen, son, in elementary school, how bad can it be? I mean, what can they really learn in elementary school that's going to mess them up? Too bad. So, you know, let them go. Save your money. If they go to private school, it's like he was saying, it'd be on a case-by-case basis if necessary. But, son, there's some things I need to expose your children to. I know that. You see, he knows what's in those boys. They can't just relate to little church kids. They need to be able to relate to little Pookie (laughs) with his pants half down and a basketball under his arm. You hear what I'm saying? Listen, nothing wrong with sending your kid to Christian school if that's your decision. But God was like, boy, save your money. I have a plan. And, you know, they're going through school, and, you know, now they're in junior high. And when you start getting, you know, junior high, lots of stuff's going on in school. And, you know, I was praying to the Lord, Lord, is this the time to, to take them out? And I'm kind of pressing, maybe, Lord, you know, and I visited Catholic school. I visited all types of stuff. You know, said, Lord, maybe this is the time. But the Lord was like, no. Son, there's some things that I need to process in your boys. Sometimes there has to be a devil in the room for you to know how to fight a devil. I felt like he's saying, son, their home life is strong enough for them to handle this. Please. If your kids are in Christian school, fine. Bless them. It's good. Hallelujah, okay? (laughs) But for mine, and he's going into high school, my my oldest. So then I was really like, if I'm ever going to pull him, now's the time. He's like, no. You see, there's a process my boys have to go through. In fact, uh, just the other day, my boy came home. He got in a fist fight. And I know pastor's kids, you know, they're supposed to be the little wonderful little boys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that just confirmed. Like, Holy Ghost, yeah, I got I to gotta get him in a different... No. I, you know, I, explain to me what happened. And, and actually... It's almost difficult because if someone does that to you, you're supposed to respond. He wasn't preaching the gospel where he needed to turn the other cheek. The Bible said we don't advance the gospel with the sword, but you do protect yourself and the people around you. Okay. But wait, wait. Now, see, what you're going to do is tell your kids, go to school and beat up on everybody. Say, Bishop told me. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I was a little bit torn. And I was like, if I was in Christian school, I wouldn't be so torn. I was like, do I say kudos, you know, you know, high five? Or, you know, you said, did he win? He did just, he did, he did just fine. He did just, you all bad people. But I was secretly proud of him. Okay. Uh, I'm in process, too. Um, so I kind of had to hide my, my, my feelings. I was like, son, you know, you only fight if you have to fight. Like, dad, in that situation, he hit me. What, should I? Yes, son, but listen. When you see the kid tomorrow, there's a way to make this thing right. Let's make it right. And son, also the truth is if you let people hit on you, you walk away, they're going to hit on you again. Frankly, I didn't want to have to teach that lesson. I could avoid it in the easiest circumstance. But that's the assignment for my children. 
And then that's one child. Now, maybe David, when he gets old enough, we'll pull him out. I, I don't know. But the, the point is, you think that, you know, if God's with you and you're really walking with God, he'd always keep you in these safe places and the devil could never get to you. But that's not the case. My boys have had to learn to roll up their sleeves and put Vaseline on their face a little. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm serious. There's some situations, no, really, that I want to overprotect my kids and keep them from. Lord's like, no, let those boys go. I'm like, are you sure? They got knives in there sometimes. Let, my, let them go. I'm like, okay, boy, believe me. See, this is where faith is sometimes. It's not always protecting your child. It's like, let them go. And I'm like, God, keep them. Don't, don't let them get hurt. Give them wisdom. But I've watched God. He's so much. I would have messed my kids up, frankly. They'd be a mess right now. But my kids are learning. Now I sound like I'm bragging on my kids. Oh, boy. Uh, but they're learning to handle themselves. They're not always doing everything just right, but they're growing in a way suitable to them. And as they get older, they're going to be able to talk to people in a way that other people can relate to. And they would have dealt with things that other people relate to. Let me tell you something. My boys are young. They've already gotten offers. And me and him have had conversations about, you know, what he said and what he did. But I think the fact that him and his dad can talk about these type things have kept them okay this far. But let me say something else. A lot of y'all sending your kids to Christian school. Do you think over there? I mean, do you really? Sometimes they have as many problems, if not more. So I messed up the message and maybe offended some of you. I, 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 I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Um, you know, you think... You know, I'll protect them, and you hurt them. God is a better father than I am. So with Paul, he's like, no, Paul needs a devil. Uh-uh, that Paul needs a devil. I know that sounds crazy. But Paul, you're too smart. You are one of the most brilliant people on this planet. Again, you went to the Harvard of Harvards or under Gamia. You, are too, you need a devil in your life. And sometimes. You say, God, why did you let this happen? Why is this in my circumstance? Because, listen, if I don't let it be, you're going to get the big head. You're going to be so full of yourself, so proud, I can't even use you anymore. So I'm going to let the devil do something. Now, listen, I'm going to be with you as the devil's moving. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to protect you. But you're still going to have to deal with this circumstances, stance until you win, and you're going to win on the terms I give you. He said, I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself but about my weaknesses. He said, even if I should boast, I, I would not be a fool because I'd be speaking the truth, but I refrain so no one think more than, than they are. And he goes on to say some other thing. Then he says in the middle of seven, therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given what? A thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to what? Torment me. And he said three times, three seasons of prayer, he went after God. He said, God, listen, everywhere I go, people are persecuting me. People are throwing rocks at me. I, I start a church. The church divides and matter of fact, when we get to the end, we'll see what his problems were. His persecution, insults, and all the rest. That was the thorn in the flesh. Satan was stirred up wherever he went. And you would think if God was really with him, again, he'd be on a magic carpet just preaching down the cities and go on to the next. But no, this man needed, I know this sounds crazy, but until he had a glorified body and his soul was totally glorified like his spirit, he needed to face some things to keep him from thinking he was more than he was. He said, three times I pleaded with the what? Lord. 
His circumstances drove him to his knees. In the book of James, it says, is anyone troubled? He's speaking to the church. Let him pray. Trouble has a way of driving us to our knees. The challenge, the, the problem is often when there's no trouble, there's no praying. So sometimes in God's love, he releases trouble so your soul can be saved so that you can reach out to God again. He said, Lord, if you love me, it wouldn't happen. He said, because I loved you, public school. Because I love you, that wife, that husband, sometimes it's that child. Because I love you, it's that boss, and you know he got a devil. He manifests every time you come in the room. Yeah. He said, God, why? He says, I love you too much not to let you have an adversary or obstacles to deal with. Lest you begin to get a higher estimation of yourself than you should. Three times I pleaded with the Lord, take it away from me. Now, he remembers three times because this was not typical for him. He prayed one time and thing was fixed. Then if he had to pray a second time, it's like, okay, it's different. Okay, I'll pray again. But he's like, this time was different. You know, normally God answers and gives me just, you know, he, he meets the need. But this one area of my life, any of you like that? God has handled all these other areas. Then you got this one area of your life. You talk to the Lord one time, two times. You hear what I'm saying? Same problem. And everybody got that one area. Some of y'all got two, three. You hear what I'm saying? (laughs) He said, I pleaded with the Lord. I got on my knees. God, I was at the end of myself. Here I am, all this revelation. I can't even build a church. Then they fight with me and argue with me. What's wrong with me, God? I pleaded three times, Lord, take it away from me. But here's the thing. Some things you can pray through, but other things only God can bring you through. It's just that way. And I want everything to be something I can pray through. But God said, no. Jesus, listen, even Jesus at Gethsemane, he couldn't pray through it. He had to say, not my will, I'll I'll do it. He couldn't, there was no prayer that could fix God's will. He couldn't pray through. Some things you can't pray through, you just got to go through with God. And this was one of those areas that God was not going to lower the bar, bar for Paul. He wasn't going to change his plan. He knew what the man of God needed. He knows exactly what you need. The third time he prays, God finally speaks to him. That's why we shouldn't give up praying. God didn't give him exactly. He didn't give to him what he wanted the way he wanted. But God answers him. He said, my grace is enough. My grace is sufficient. What I got working on the inside of you is enough. I'm not going to change the outside. Grace had to do what was going on inside Paul. But Paul said, deal with these devils out here. He said, no, no. I'm going to strengthen you on the inside. I'm going to strengthen you to go through it and to deal with it, but I'm not necessarily going to stop it. He said, my grace is sufficient. Now, listen, Paul, in the end, you will win. In the end, you're going to have a level of freedom. In fact, Paul, you don't really understand what I'm setting you up for. The whole world is going to be reading your, 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 your sermons. The, the whole everybody. You, you don't understand what you, what you really got. But I, listen, man, if, if you had a revelation of what you were doing when you're writing these letters. Now, he had a sense of it. But if he had a full revelation that I spent every Sunday preaching every word that came out of that man's mouth. If people around the globe would do the same. If people would pray the prayers that he, if he had any idea, he could start thinking that he was the second coming of Jesus. You see, when, when God calls you high, he often also has to. Thank you, Lord. He said, my grace is sufficient for you, 
And then in the next clause of the sentence, he explains what grace is for my power. Grace is not an escape clause, you know, well, you know, God's grace will cover it as I sin. No. Grace is power that you don't sin. You don't run away. You don't walk away. You don't do that thing. It's power. You got me? My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And this says something that's really rich. God's power has to be made perfect in our lives. And that term perfect in the original language speaks of a piece of fruit ripening. And if I take an apple before it's ripe, I'll get a bellyache. I'll get sick. I got to wait to the fullness of time. And even though the apple is good, I mean, it's a good thing. But if I take it too early and what God is saying, if I give you power before you realize you're weak, it make you sick with the big head. So, Paul, I need you to get a revelation of your weakness. I need you to understand that you are just a man. Because let me tell you something. If everyone starts applauding you, Paul, you might start believing their applause. So, Paul, until I'm satisfied with your revelation of your weakness, things are not going to change. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in again next time as we continue this classic teaching with Bishop Greer. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at gracechurchva.tv. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. It's with the help of folks like yourself that Derek Greer Ministries can bring God's life-changing and impactful gospel to over 100,000 people around the world each week. Please consider partnering with Derek Greer Ministries to help spread God's message even further via radio, television, and the internet. Getting started is easy. Go to DerekGreer.com. That's DerekGreer.com. And select the green Donate button at the top right of the screen. Thank you and God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.